I'm not going to preach to you. I'm just going to share a couple things with you. I've been working on this sermon forever, and I love this sermon. Excited for it. Did God give it to me? Absolutely. The name of my sermon this morning was Collateral Damage. Collateral Damage. In Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse number 7, it says, So you, son of man, have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. How many knows Ezekiel's a hard read? It is. I've been in it all week. Verse 8 says, When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked from his ways. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he, does, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. This morning I have to deliver my soul. I had to deliver the words, God, give me. As a matter of fact, it's a mandate. God laid on my heart. How many know they say pull off a band-aid fast? It won't hurt as long. And you know that's a lie. One time I had a back issue, muscle spasm. They got this big old patch, back pain medicine. They put it on my back. And I told Shelly, it was time to take it off. And she started pulling. I was just like, it's taking the skin with it. What they failed to tell me, I'll just give you a little insight and you didn't want to know, is my back's hairy. They didn't shave my back. So not only was the skin pulling, the hair on the back was pulling. It hurt. How many knows James 4, 17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does it not do it, to him it is sin. When you know what to do and you're not doing it, that's sin. Pastor, you're being mean today. No, I'm, I'm preaching the word. I said I wasn't going to preach, but I'm, I'm preaching the word right there. It's the word of God. It's the truth. It's the life. It's what's going to deliver your soul if you'll receive it. If you know the truth, you can do something about it. You know to do good and do it not to you. I'm going to jump in here to page six. And I was talking about the Israelites how many remember the Israelites right before they went into Jericho? They were going to conquer Jericho. The battle plan was a strange one. We're going to march around the city one time for six days. 
the seven priests are going to be blowing the trumpets, but you that's following along, don't, don't open your mouth. You be quiet. For six days, that's what they're going to do. And on the seventh day, they're going to walk around Jericho seven times. And on the seventh time, the, the horns are still blowing. The priests are still blowing the horns. And on the seventh time, the Israelites are to open their mouth and to shout. Sometimes the victory doesn't come until you open your mouth and shout. Joshua 6 and 4 said, And the seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. God didn't need a tank, machine gun, airplanes, helicopters. He said, use your mouth. In Joshua 6 and 18 and 19, Joshua told everyone to stay away from what's been claimed by the Lord for destruction. Or you too will be destroyed by the Lord. If you take anything that's claimed by the Lord, you'll bring destruction and disaster on the camp of Israel. All the silver and all the gold, everything made of bronze and iron are holy and belong to the Lord. They must go into the Lord's treasury. That was the instructions Joshua give the Israelites. Collateral damage. We hear it as a military term. When they've had to maybe attack a, a weapons factory that they've placed in a residential area and, and they bomb that place and there's going to be casualties that are not military people. They're civilians. They say that's collateral damage. For the good of the mission, that's what they're going to do. And the Lord started dealing with me about the collateral damage in our lives. The things in, we, in, in our lives that we do that's going to cause unnecessary damage to someone else. Are you following with me? The word collateral, it's something that's worth something. It's something you put up, uh, you know, as a, as, as a um, what's the word I'm looking for for a bank? Collateral. That's the word I'm looking for, collateral. <laughs> it's something you put up for collateral. It's valued. And I was thinking, collateral damage. We're using something that's good, something that's valuable, something that means a lot to us, something that we don't want to lose, something we can't afford to lose. And we're turning it into collateral damage. You say, well, Drew, how, how are you doing that? Well, by the way we're living our lives. I say it and I'll say it again over and over and over. Someone is following you today. Without a, without a shadow of doubt, I don't care who you are, how old you are. Someone is following you today. You're leading them to heaven or you're leading them to hell. There's no doubt about it. Parents, there is no doubt about it. You're either raising your kids to go to heaven or you're raising them to go to hell. It's that simple. I'm still raising three, and the oldest is still the hardest. 
Somebody said, I can hardly wait till they can walk. No. Well, I can hardly wait till they're, you know, seven, eight years. No. I can hardly wait till they're teenagers. No. 30 years old, it's still hard. You're still working on them. Achan was a man in the Bible that didn't think. I guess he just didn't think he'd be found out about what he did. Because instead of doing what the word of the Lord said and and the shepherd... (laughs) What the shepherd had instructed, which was from the Lord, he decided he's going to take what belonged to God. And there's going to be a fallout for him. There was going to be collateral damage for him. You say, Pastor, what was it? If you remember the story, Achan had took gold and silver, something he was told specifically not to do. How many knows the word of God tells us specifically things not to do and we still do them? How many know sin will not go unpunished? Can I say that in love and you get it in your heart? Sin will not go unpunished. Too many people think, well, God's just going to wink at it. Well, that's not really a sin because brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, they're doing it. That church over there, they believe you can drink and go to heaven. I'm going to tell you something. The Word of God is very explicit, very, very straightforward. And I'm not going to split hairs with you. When God calls it a sin, it's a sin. And I still preach sin will take you to hell. The collateral damage in that is you're leading someone, maybe not even knowing, unsuspectedly, children are following parents without a doubt. Achan didn't think he'd be found out. Maybe he didn't believe Joshua. Maybe he didn't believe God. Or maybe he just thought, I'll take the chance because the gain, the pleasure of sin, the gold, the silver, it's so beautiful. I want to have it for myself. I'm a gambler. It's worth a chance. Hmm. What he was doing, he was gambling with his life in the life of his family. Boy, if you can't see the parallel, you're blind today. What are we doing that we're gambling with? That we're riding the fence on? That we're doing that maybe we shouldn't be doing? You know my grandma? She, grandma Abney was her name, my mom's mom. She, she seriously was like this tall. Short woman, preacher for 50 years with the Pentecost Church of God that, uh, probably over 50 years. I know she got a little pin. She's so proud of it. She'd wear it. It's quite an accomplishment. She said, Drew, because I'd ask her questions all the time. And how many knows I like to aggravate a little bit? I loved aggravating my granny. She'd say, Drew, have you heard this story? And she starts, to, I don't know, tell it to me. And at the end of it, I'd tell her the punchline. And she'd slap me and she said, you already heard this story. And I just wanted to hear it again. I thought it was fun. She told me, she said, Drew, if there's any question about it, don't do it. If there's any question that's got to prove of this, don't do it. I would rather get to heaven and find out I could have did a whole lot of other things in this life than to not make it because I was doing something he didn't approve of. (laughs) 
it's amazing how we as human beings try to hide things from God. He sees everything. He knows everything. He's everywhere. And we, in our finite minds, think that we can hide things from him. Achan was one of the people, I believe, the Bible doesn't say it, but he was obvious there, obviously there the seventh day, but I believe he walked every one of them days. I believe he marched every one of them days around the city of Jericho. He heard the instructions from his shepherd. He knew the consequences for his actions. But Achan couldn't resist the lust of his eyes. He just had to do what his heart wanted to do. Isn't that what the world says today? Just, just be you. Do what you want to do. Be you. You know, if you don't like this, then change it. If you don't like your husband, change it. There's plenty of men in the sea. There's plenty of women in the sea. If you don't, you don't like your kids, you know, give them back to the government. Right? If you, if you don't like it, you just... He wanted to do what Aiken wanted to do. No one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to find out. God knows. Let me tell you something. God will rat you out too. He'll rat you out. He'll tell your business. Everybody will know it. Why? Because he'd rather embarrass you than for you to die in your sins. He thought, I'm the only one that knows what I'm doing. Wow. He couldn't have been any more wrong. He knew what he was doing. I want to say this. Just because I may not know what you're doing, your pastor, your shepherd may not know what you're doing. God does. Pastor, you're just fishing. You know, I can do that to my boys. I can tell them, I say, I look at them, they say, what? I just keep staring at them, don't answer. Quiet, just be quiet. You keep your mouth shut and you look at them kids. They're thinking, what did I do, what did I do? And I just sit and look at them. And then they'll go, what? What did I do? And I'll say, you know. I don't know how many confessions I've got out of that. But in this case, God knows. I don't have to know. God knows. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of things I don't want to know. I want just to love people. I want to give the word of God to people. Let God deal with everything else. It's not about Drew and what Drew knows and can hold over somebody. Says, I want to preach the word and let it impact you because it's anointed and it won't return void. Praise the Lord. God knows. You may hide it from a preacher. But God sees everything. Achan knew better. He knew not to sin. I believe he just didn't care. What else can you say about someone that was warned? Right now we're teaching Titus. How old is he? 10 months? 25 pounds? He's teaching me some things too. We're teaching him no, no. He looks at his papa when I say that. 
and he stops dead in his tracks and looks right at me. And he doesn't have the smile from his papa at that moment. We're teaching him to leave the direct TV box alone. <laughs> the ball game's on, that's a no, no. Tries to get into cabinets. And how many knows, even at 10 months, they're so strong, they'll grab them knobs and they pull them and you think, well, there's nothing can happen. And, and the parents, of course, they just think, oh, that's funny, it's not gonna happen. I see him pulling that door open, hitting himself right in the face, and he have a bruise from here down, down his face. So he gets the no-no from Papa. And I found out what he likes. There's one remote in the house that he loves. Papa Foster's give him an old remote. He'll play with it. He bites on it a second and throws it down. But if you give him the new remote, he's infatuated with it. So I look at him. I say, no, no. He turns around looks at me, and I show him the new remote. He just turns around, comes crawling as fast as he can to get that new remote, and I just hide it. That's my lazy way of him not having to get up and tend to him. Achan was willing to sacrifice the lives of his family. The Bible says for some clothes, for silver and gold. Achan's whole family's future was in this one bad decision. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know of something that's going on. Drew, you know something. That's why you're preaching. I don't know of anything going on. I'm giving a warning as a watchman over this church, as a shepherd of this flock. God knows what's going on. And the future decisions you make is going to impact your family greatly. And I didn't expect any amens. That's what Aiken was willing to give up. He was willing to give up his own life and the life of his family for his sin. What he took was really insignificant. But it was disobedience that caused the collateral damage. That's what he was willing to give up to serve himself instead of obeying God. His family was collateral damage to him. He didn't count the cost. I'm going to tell you, he couldn't afford what it cost him. Is that what we're willing to sacrifice for our lack of commitment? I'm not looking for amens. I'm not looking for a show of hands. I'm looking for somebody to pay attention to the shepherd, the watchman today. Is that what you're willing to sacrifice for a lack of commitment to the Lord? Is that what we're willing to give up to do the things our own way? Is that worth the price to follow after self instead of following after God? Is it worth our family to go back to a life of sin? Is our family just collateral damage for us to get our own way and live the way we want? How many know you don't get a second chance to make a first impression? Each day, you're making an impression on that day. You're making an impression on them kids, their lives. You don't get a second chance. 
So every day I want to be that example. I know people, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to close. I know people that's been delivered from different things in their life. It doesn't matter what you've been delivered from. God, God's an almighty God. And, you know, we can say one, one drug's worse than another. One alcohol or lust or whatever it is. Sin is sin. And when God delivers you, you are set free. Amen. We are set free. Glory to God. But the devil likes to hit us with what we used to like. What the flesh likes. And he comes back at us again. Some things our fathers put to death. Some things maybe our father put to death alcoholism in our family. And we resurrected it. And now our kids are going to have to put to death alcoholism. Something that was already defeated in the past now has to be defeated again. Collateral damage. Is it worth going back to that same sin? It's too high of a cost. I know a man that went back into alcohol after his dad had already conquered it. Now he has kids that's got to face that battle. And maybe, maybe this man, he can just have a drink here or there and be all right. Maybe. But what if his son can't? What if he can't stop? I've said it before, I'll say it again. I, I was talking to Dallas Thompson the other day, and, and, and Dallas, the Lord has delivered him from alcoholism. And he told me, he said, Drew, I was in alcoholism. And, and I told him, I said, praise God, God delivered you out of it. He, and, and I told him, I said, if you never took that first drink, you'd have never been an alcoholic. He said, absolutely. I said, did you start off and say, you know what? I want to take... I want to start drinking so I can be an alcoholic. Is that what you said? He, said, he just laughs and no. Nobody starts off wanting to be an alcoholic. Nobody starts off wanting to be a drug addict. That's silly. And I don't know if I can remember it, but there used to be a saying all the time that says, the devil takes you farther than you want to go, keeps you longer than you want to stay, and costs you more than you want to pay. Well, collateral damage. A lot of people think this only affects me. What I do doesn't affect anyone else. I'm willing to take that chance with my life. I've heard this a lot. People say, I'm only hurting myself. That's a bunch of baloney. If you've ever said that, you couldn't be any more wrong. I'm going to read these scriptures. I'm going to close. Colossians 3 and 1. Then, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. <laughs> I just think about that right there. If we just seek the things that are above, stop worrying about the other things. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above. There it is again. Paul tells us to think on the good things. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. For you died. How many has died to your sin? 
Amen. Aren't you glad you've died to your sin? And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, uh, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And I like to read that scripture right there in the God's Word translation. Colossians 3 and 5 says, Therefore, put to death whatever is worldly in you. Your sexual sin, perversion, passion, lust, and greed, which is the same thing as worshiping wealth. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. Here's what it says in God's Word. Also get rid of your anger, hot tempers, hatred, cursing, Obscene language and all similar sins. Somebody said, well, I, I just don't know what's a sin, what's not. Read your Bible, man. Read your Bible. It, it, it tells you. It tells you. And if, if you don't want to read your Bible, you're already in trouble. But come talk to me. I'll help you with that. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Wow. When we don't resist the devil, when we don't, don't resist what we want to do over what God wants us to do, we're putting more than just us into danger. Everyone connected to you has become collateral damage. Would you stand with me? I know this has been an unusual service. I know it's been an unusual not sermon. I believe I've, I've, I've delivered. God showed me while I was sitting there. You can go to page six. This is what you're to speak. I want you to know it's, it's 11 minutes after 12. Nobody's going to shut down early today. It's, it's all going to be open. We get, we get out of here. But I want to tell you right now, if you need to come to the altars today and talk to God and say, God, if there's anything in my life that's displeasing to you, if it's displeasing to God, that means we have collateral damage that's going to be following what we're doing. God, would you help me? Would you help us to live the life you've called us to live? It's a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer, and that's all you have to do. And then submit to him. When you walk out of these doors, don't go back to that same habit. Don't go back to that same person that you know you, you don't need to be around. How many knows you can have bad, bad friends, bad influences? I have plenty of them. Most of them are family members. We had four of us cousins. We called ourselves the hog buddies. And the hog buddies always got, got into trouble. We were always doing something we shouldn't do. And three of the four of us now are preachers. We're still praying for that fourth one. What I want to do today is just take, take time. Shelly, you can sing whatever you want to sing here. While she's singing, you can find your place to pray or you can stand right there and pray and talk, talk to God. And say, God, I submit myself. I commit myself to you. Help me not to have collateral damage in my life.